0: So I need you to help him out. This means even you white people have to learn to agree out loud. Okay? Mad at you I know it's a genetic challenge for us, but you can do it. Amen. So if he says something you like, tell him. Amen? I, amen? amen. Y'all just love the brother. That's all we're asking. Okay, let's pray for him now. Stretch out your hands, Dorothy. That's a weird, charismatic thing that we do, but it, it works, right? Yes. So everybody's stretching out their hands. Nobody back there just wiping their nose. There we go. Mighty God, we thank you for our brother Curtis. Lord, we ask that as he opens his mouth, that you would fill it with your word. Lord, we ask that you circumcise our hearts, mighty God, that your word might go into it. Lord, that our faith would be completed by our deeds. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. It's all yours, my brother. Amen. Hello, everybody. Um, I want to first say thank you for the honor and privilege to speak before you tonight. Um, I'm a little nervous. Um, and I have a tendency of speaking fast when I get nervous. So if I start freaking out, just tell me to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> the initial name of my message was going to well, was gonna be um, Concepts, Principles, and Legalities of the Kingdom of God. And that's kind of how I've been drawn the study. Holy Spirit let me know halfway through my message that he don't want that name. So, um, the name has been changed to, we have no excuse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, I <like> it <laughs> What I'd like to discuss is some of the principles and concepts and legalities of the kingdom of God um, that have struck me over the years, and it's my hope and prayer that they give strength and edification to you my brothers and sisters here in the church. Um, one of the things I've la- learned over the last few years is that many of our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God, um, they are living in one or two schools of thought. Now, Brother Brandon said something a couple of weeks ago in his Bible study that I love. Um, He said, the word of God is like a multifaceted jewel. You can turn it this way and get an understanding. You can turn it again and get another understanding. And turn it again and get another. That was awesome. That blessed me. Just that one little statement. Um, So when I talk to you from what I've learned, I'm talking from my looking at this facet this way, you know, but you still may get it a different way. So um, I'm not trying to put the Lord in the box or anything like that. the first and most common school of thought that I've learned over the years, um, and I've been a part of that most of my life, is the school I call Understanding. Um, most of our brothers and sisters in, in Christ Jesus, they, um, they truly want an understanding of God's Word. They um, go to church, they do the tithing offering, um, and I'm kind of proved this point about people wanting an understanding of the Word, is you have over 400 translations of this um, Bible, so you can get the understanding, whether you like NIV, NSAV, the Living Word, King James, whatever, you can get understanding of the Word. Um, they're good Christians, and, um, they, 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 like I said, they do tithing, offering, I was part of that, you know, even volunteer. But generally, that's about as far as the walk go in the school of understanding. It kind of stops there. Um, I consider myself a good person most of my life, and I'm just now realizing in my latter years, um, all those gray areas, I'm, I'm old, um, that, um, that, um, I truly didn't really grasp on the concept of Christianity, as Lord Jesus says. I'm left it for us to understand. Um, they, um, in the book of Timothy, 2nd chapter, verse 7, it says that we are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. And also in Luke 10, um, verse 2, it says, The harvest truly great, but the laborers are few. And I've been in both of those areas where I just went to church, I read the Bible, and went to work and hung out with my friends and just kind of stayed in the school of understanding. Uh, the second and less common school of thought that I, I've learned, i um, I've been, blessed by the Holy Spirit to enter into this is a school of thought I call praxis. Now praxis is a Greek word. It means the integration of your belief into your behavior. They're one and the same. When you're at praxis, they're no different than what you believe and how you behave. Um, And um, the Bible words it like this. I'm saying it like that because it's a little shorter than quoting it, the way the Bible says it. But the scripture's word praxis says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, it says, faith without works is dead, and without faith it's impossible to believe God. So, all three of those scriptures combined is what I'm saying when I'm saying practices. Okay? Um When you first want this definition across your mind, you may think that, well, are not my beliefs on behavior? one?" And that's not technically true, because if they were, we would bear more fruit in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, many people, they, they say they are believers, but they don't really represent the power that Lord Jesus has left us. Um, so, they don't really bear fruit. Now, I have a little testimony that kind of led me to this frame of thought. Um, I was born with six anemia. It's so a blood disorder, a genetic disorder. My mom had to trade, my dad had to trade, and together they gave me the disease. Um, it's an extremely painful disease, and um, there's really no cure for it. We, um, yeah, from, and they got diagnosed with this at age four, um, up until 39. Now, they have bone marrow transplants and stuff like that to take care of. Yet, but it really doesn't cure it. You still have issues with the disease. I went to the hospital at 39 years old, and I'm just kind of give you a little bit more understanding because I've I'm, I'm got a point when I'm going with this. Most normal people's blood cells are shaped like a circle, and it carries blood to your oxygen, um, oxygen to your blood, tongue is not working, um, throughout your organs and your kidneys and liver. My blood cells are shaped like a C or the letter. Um, I'm S, and I don't get enough oxygen in my blood, so my heart has to work harder to get oxygen where it needs. The brain says the body needs oxygen, the heart's pumping twice as fast, most people are leveled level of the disease, sorry. Um, they don't live past 50 um, at my current level. So just kind of let you know where I'm coming from. So from age four to 39, I've been in the hospital without fail every year between the second week of February to the first week of March with IVs to thin my blood out so it can pass. Because what happens is, as I get physically exerted, the blood cells lock up and they form walls in my joints and my veins and then there's no blood like clots everywhere and there's no blood going in my body and I'm in intense pain. Like on one to 10 it's like 12. Um, to kind of give you an idea. So at 39 years old, I went to the hospital like the second week of February, and I'm laying in the bed trying to get comfortable and um, in intense pain, tears in my eyes, and just in excruciating pain. And um, I've I, I kind of got a point to where I'm going with this. Um, I'm laying there, they rock this machine and that you compress every four hours and it'll deliver painkillers, very powerful ones, into your system to kind of alleviate the pain. So as I'm laying there looking at the clock, waiting for the fourth hour to come. I had about eight minutes, and I'm laying in the bed, just waiting for the eight minutes, just to so his pain can be over for at least two hours. And um, at a length that the Holy Spirit gave me one thought, you know, and I know it's the Holy Spirit when you're thinking on worldly things and then uh, scripture will pop in your mind. Yeah. And um, the way God works, you know, and I, I th- I'm thinking about this, but I love him so much because he's the king of creation, you know, he's king of everything that exists. He didn't have to do anything for me. I'm, I'm nothing in comparison, but he loved me enough to remind me of a scripture that I've read many times in my life. And the scripture is Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. Many of you probably know this one by heart. I'm going to turn that with me real quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Somebody gonna read
2: it out loud? But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Come on, amen. amen. Wow. Wow. The
1: key point of that, um, which is so awesome, <laughs> is um, the word are. He said, With his stripes we are healed. That word "are" is a present tense word, and He didn't say we was healed. He didn't say we we're gonna be healed. He said we are healed. We'll heal right now. We'll heal tomorrow. We'll heal. We're we'll healed constantly. We're we'll healed. He's taking care of that. So when that scripture came to my mind and I got an understanding of that, I laid there in the bed and I was just thinking about it. And I'm still looking at the clock because the pain was incredible. But I said, Heavenly Father, um, I thank you for the scripture. I thank you and praise you for what Lord Jesus has done for me. I accept His healing. Um, I've never prayed like that before, but that's such a point of pain and I said, you know, Heavenly Father, either the Lord Jesus is or He is not. Either what He said is or it is not. So I choose to believe this night, and I thank you and I praise you for the healing. And then the clock hit the fourth hour. I pressed the button, got the liquid heaven into my body, um, and um, I laid back and mm. went to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> after about two hours, I woke up, but what's so awesome about that, and I'm not sure any of you all experienced this, But when I woke up, I know like I know my name is Curtis, I knew I was healed. Mm -hmm. There was no doubt in my mind, Mm -hmm. I knew I was healed. And I went without fail from age four when I was diagnosed with this disease to age 39. I'm 43 now. I have never been back to the hospital for six years. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my um, understanding of practice. I actually took the belief that Almighty God and up the scriptures that he said, I believed it totally, and then I acted upon it by saying, I choose to believe this this day, and I thank you for this in Jesus' name. And then I went to sleep, and when I woke up, I was healed. I want to give some more examples of practices in the Scriptures. Um, If you turn to Daniel, chapter 3, verse 12. This one is kind of long, but um, we don't have to read the whole Scripture, but chapter 12 through 30. Um, Okay. Somebody want to read down to verse 17. You say 12, Yes, sir.
2: But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, pray, who pay no attention to you, O king. They never served your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue? Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, "O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and He will rescue us from your hand, O king." But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Okay. And then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, "'Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire?' They replied, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, And royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to God. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command
1: what I want to say here is that verse 17 and 18 um, specifically it says, when um, Shabbat, Meshach, and Abednego was talking to the king, they said, If it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known that we will not serve thee and worship. So right then and there, they entered the praxis. They believed that God was able to save them. They said, Even if he don't, we're still not going to go that route that you're trying to get us to go. Okay? Every time, and I've got a few more scriptures to share with you, but every single time that a person's entered into that place where they said, whatever it takes, I have to get to God and do what God says, heaven has responded. There's been many times in my life when I've been ill and sick, and I did not get to that place where I'm like screaming out for God, I accept your healing, I take it. So practice is what I'm trying to get to say. We have to enter into that place so we can get the power of heaven to um, give us the strength and anointing that we need. The next show i want to go to is chapter in Daniel chapter 3, verse 12 through 30. Excuse me, I'm sorry. First Samuel. First Samuel 17, 8 through 11. Yeah. Go ahead and read it for me, please. Goliath
3: well, stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. He is able to fight and kill me, he will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, he will become our subjects and serve us. And the Philistine said, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man, and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified.
1: Okay. Now go to the same thing on chapter, but verse 32 through 50. David said to Saul,
3: Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, your servant. Uh, your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, but he has been a fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from his mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it serving as still both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will, be, cut, will be, be like one of them because he has defied the army of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of his Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in, the, in his own tunic put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go with these, but he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off, and then he took his staff in his hand, chose five of his stones from the stream, put them in the couch, in the couch, of his shepherd bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept closer kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, Ready against him, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog? that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against Amen. you in the name of the Lord Almighty, Amen. the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord, and he will give all of you into our hands.
1: Amen.
3: As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over
1: the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Hey Amen. There's a couple over there, but 34 and 35, it says, And David said unto us all, The servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took the lamb out of the flock. And when I went after him, I, I smote him and delivered him out of his mouth, and when he rose up against me, I caught him by his beard and slew him. Um, again, practice. Practice. Something happened. He activated on faith. Another part over here, when it comes to the Bible, um, what he's talking about, um, they put all armor on to David, and he's like, "I didn't need this to do those. Like, I didn't fight the lion and the bear. I killed them with the power of God. I'll do the same this thing this mm-hmm. little So he believed in God first of all, and then when it says further down the scripture, he ran towards him. So total faith, total no doubt. He was total belief in God's word, and he prevailed. Um that scripture after scripture after scripture that shows when we enter into this place, we get the power of heaven and we prevail. Um, Matthew 8, 5 13. I don't Have you go there? This is another scripture, one of my favorites in the Scripture Bible.
0: When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lives at home, paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those who were following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith.
3: Amen. I say to
0: you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside in the darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go. It will be done just as you have believed
1: it would, and his servant was healed. Amen. That very hour. Amen. 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 So again, the, the centurion, is, I'm not you know, I even mean, worthy. Lord Jesus, I'm not even worthy to have you visit my house, but if you just speak the word, it will happen. And Lord Jesus was like, Wow, this is this is incredible. You know, this man right here believes like this. The centurion, he said, Go, and it'll be done, and it was done. So again, this centurion came to get his servant healed. He's, he sought out God. He trusted God. He said, all you can do is speak the word and it will happen. And it happened according to his faith in Jesus' um, power and his word. Um, the last one I want to go to is um, Luke chapter 8, verse 42 to 48. Amen. There? There. Alright. Somebody want to read it? Forty-two to forty-eight.
0: Because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, "Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you." But Jesus said, "Someone touched me. I know that power." Has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Amen. Amen. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in
1: peace. Amen. Amen. So what's awesome about this is this lady pressed through a crowd of people to get to God. She felt in her heart that if she just touched God, she could just touch him, she would get healed. That's the kind of faith that the Father's talking about. Press through whatever you have to do. Don't stop, don't give up. Just press through until you receive your healing in alignment with my word and in accordance with my will for your life. And, and there's one more, Luke chapter 18, 13, 43, but this gentleman, this one, you don't have to really read that one. It's about the, the blind man sitting outside the gate. He heard that God was walking in there. He screamed out to him. Lord Jesus came and said, what would you have me do with you? With and um, he pretty much told him he's blind, and Lord Jesus, and he's blind from birth. Lord Jesus healed him and said, your faith has made you whole. This guy's screaming out for God you know, to come and help him and God answers. So again, the belief and the, the, the action behind it, without doubting, is what we at Bodies of Christ need. Um, again, forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, also Hebrews 11, 11, when it talks about Pharaoh, Sarah, how she received um, the ability to give um, birth to a child at such an early age, an old age in her life. She, and Sarah was believed in the promise that god had given abraham so she believed that he gave her strength she reduced a child um, so throughout 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 the bible this is how our, we and brothers and sisters in christ need to come towards the father with no doubting in his word and accessing the power of heaven and according to his word and his will for our lives Amen. Um, Amen. Um, now each of these scriptures is an example of a person entering practice i also understand that god's timing is perfect um he's sovereign so Whatever time he chooses to enter into our lives and do what he's going to do, it's the most perfect time that's going to bring glory to his kingdom and to himself. Amen. I suffered with this affliction for 39 years, a non-curable disease, but I'm cured of it. Um, so why do I have to stay 39 years with this? I don't know. but your testimony,
0: brother.
1: <laughs> but um, he saw fit to, to heal me at that point in time. So my point is saying this, brothers and sisters, is whatever we're going through in, in our lives, don't stop. Don't stop. If it lines up with the word of God, and it, it's it is, it is according to his will for your life. Heaven will answer your, your prayer if you don't doubt at all. Um, I'm, a, I'm a person that likes sci-fi. Uh, that's just, I've always been that way. I it kind of helps me when I, it. kind of helps me when I can put things in concepts that I can understand and I can activate on them and move forward. I call this my time machine analogy. Um, if you could theoretically create a time machine and go backwards in time, you'll see a younger version of yourself doing things that led you to where you are right now in the sea. Theoretically, if you can go forward in time, you'll see an older version of yourself living the results of those decisions you made today and tomorrow and the next day. Um, Jeremiah says it like this, um, 1 verse 5. He said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctioned thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. We have a calling um, before the kingdom, and our heavenly and fathers already made preparations for us Throughout all
3: of
1: our lives. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so there's no reason for us to fear anything. We, He, he already knew what we was going to do before we came in our mother's womb. He already sanctified us to do a specific job. Everyone in this room has a calling for the kingdom. Yes. Um, and when we understand that God has something for me to do, let me align myself with his word and his will for my life, and he's already made preparations from the beginning to the end of my life, Why? what is there to fear? Why don't we end the crisis more often? So this is kind of what the um, the Holy Spirit was sharing with me. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 25 says, I've been young and I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor seen begging bread. Um, All throughout the Bible, Almighty God is saying, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, me. don't stop, trust me, follow upon your calling, trust me. Um, That's kind of what the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me lately. Uh, And again, brothers and sisters, my sister's going to tell you, I've lived through a whole bunch of foolishness in my life. Um, a ton of stuff But like right now in, At 43 years old The Holy Spirit is dealing with me a lot And I, I just want to be used for his purposes Whatever God wants me to do it I don't care anymore Amen, First course, Amen. I want to do it right for the next 20, 30, 40 However long I have on the planet Come on. That's good. <laughs> um, King Jesus' kingdom I'm to say this also This is another one of the things I've studied And it kind of caught my attention This kingdom is based upon laws, laws, And even the enemy of all life Has obeyed the laws of God um, he cannot, Satan cannot go through our creation just doing as he pleases. He has to operate within the law that God has set forth. And that's a key point for us because we give Satan authority and power in our life that he doesn't have to have. That's right, that's right. Um, he can only conquer us. And this is something that I have to keep in my mind. is when I'm out of alignment with what God has for my, my life. And I, uh, I'm out of alignment with his word. Out of a, um, a purpose for the life. Out of, out of will for my life and out of alignment with the word. So out of will and out of alignment, those two things I... I, I keep myself. I'm out of his will, I'm out of alignment, Satan's gonna attack. Out of the will, out of alignment, Satan's gonna attack. That's kinda of how I look at that. Um, and when I say he can conquer us, now I'm not talking about kill. Killing is, is different. There's many believers in the body of Christ that lose their lives. But Matthew 10, um, verse 39 said, that He that findeth his life shall lose it, and that he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. So that's irrelevant. If, if we're serving him and we're in his will of our lives, ultimately we win. So that's no big deal. But conquer, when you've been conquered, you're completely defeated. So remember when we are out of will and out of alignment, he's gonna attack us in accordance to the way the laws of the kingdom work. Um, Hosea 4, verse 6 says it like this. He said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because y'all have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priests in me, saying, Thou have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thy children. So again, we a lot of times have he left us everything we need in this word to defeat the enemy, to walk the way he wants us to walk, to live according to his will for our life. And we just get a little basic understanding without actually getting into the heart of it. Um, and we don't get the true knowledge on how to defeat the enemy at, at his own game. Um, what I'm getting from the Holy Spirit is that we need to know the Word of God, we need to operate in faith without doubt, and know our place in the body of Christ, um, and walk in the power and authority that King Jesus had left us. Um, what I am going to go to is what I call the Adam and Eve scenario, just kind of further base it on what I'm saying. Um, in Genesis 1, verse 28 through 30, if you're going to turn that with me real quick. It said, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and supply, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth, of the air.'" over the, everything that moves upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I've given you every earth, herb, bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which all the fruit, uh, all which is the fruit of every tree of the seed, to, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, where there's life I've given you, uh, where there's life I've given every green earth for meat, and it was so. The key thing I want to say in here is, um, when the Almighty God, Lord Jehovah, when he um, put them in the garden, he gave them, He gave. this is a principle, he gave them authority over everything on the planet. If it moved, if it lived, if it had any uh, life, Adam and Eve had dominion on it. Even if some, an angel came from heaven, while he was on earth, he was under Adam's authority and under his dominion. When in the kingdom, another principle that I've learned is that whoever we choose to follow, we follow in the authority. So we either follow Lord Jesus or we follow Satan. There's no middle ground. Right. So if we listen to what the word of God is saying, don't have faith, don't believe, doubt, and all the things that Lord Jesus told us not to do, we're automatically in Satan's camp. we choose to believe what the Lord Jesus said. And one of the key things that I've um, I learned and I like about this is that when, not really like, but when Adam and Eve fell, and they followed the enemy, um, he became the god of this world. Even in, I think it is in Matthew or Luke, when he, he's talking to the Lord Jesus, tempting the Lord Jesus, he says, um, he took them to a high place on mountain and showed them all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, if you just worship me, I will give you all of this because this was delivered to me. The word delivered saying that it was given over to him. So now he has authority on the planet until Lord Jesus takes it back. But the thing about it is when we became new creatures in Christ Jesus, we were born again. Amen. We're something that did not exist when all this took place. If you're truly born again in Christ Jesus, he had no authority over you. And he us to see the man. Come on. So women on y'all trips going around to, um, sisters I should say, Going to other nations doing the ministry work, and I'll understand that Satan has no authority over you, neither does man. Now, when you're born again in Christ Jesus, you are set apart. You a new species. Hallelujah. You know, exists, and you have authority and power and the Lord Jesus left you by the Holy Spirit. So I just want to make sure, but don't doubt also. Never doubt. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting, also go along with this, is um, in First Peter first 5 and 8. It says, "Be sober, be, j- be diligent, vigilant, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking seeking whom he may devour." The word "whom" um, means he requires permission. He can't just go and devour anybody. He has to be allowed to come in through how we act and how we believe. So, Amen. again, we give him permission. We are a new species on the planet that, in Christ Jesus, we did not exist at the time when Adam even did their thing and Satan did his thing. We are set apart from that. So, if he has no authority over us. We have to give him authority. He requires permission to um, attack us when we are the Word of God and of alignment with His Word. Uh, That's good. Thank you, sir. Um, I also want to say something else um, that I've been getting is um, we need to know who we are in the body of Christ. Um, um, I, this is my third analogy. It's called the Jacob analogy. Um, I want to say, uh, I thank God for that brother because he, he's been an awesome blessing to me since I've met him. Um, I was close to some issues about um, maybe two months ago. Um, the spirit was warm with the flesh. I'm going to just leave it like that. And um, I had already decided that I was going to go and act upon. The flesh is winning over the spirit. Um, but the Holy Spirit is awesome. God is, I love him so much that um, Brother Jacob came over when I was in my mind getting ready to go do something that I should not have done. You know, should, shouldn't even think about doing because I know what the word says. And he knocked on the door and I said, what's up, man? He said, hey, brother. I said, come on in. He came in and he said, what's going on? And we just kinda of talking like you know on the do, and I said, Ah, oh, not much But the kind of person I am and my family knows is I always tell them don't ask if you don't wanna know but if you ask me I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be to about it, I'm gonna tell you. So he asked me, So what's going on? And I just kinda of divulged everything that I was going through and this and all. And he gave me a puzzled look on his face and he said, I'll be right back. And he went next door and he got the Bible, he came back, he said, Let me show you something. And he had me turn to James, first James verse from 14 through 15. We don't have to turn that That's, 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 that's not important right now. But, um, <laughs> but to make a long story short, he came back to me with the Word of God. He didn't come back to me telling me what he thought of my situation. He didn't come back to me telling me what um, he did in the past. He came and he brought the Word of God to me. And what's so awesome about this, after I read that, I immediately got convicted. Then I got my spirit reset over my flesh, and I was able not to go out and do what I had said in my heart I was going to do when I woke up that morning. Mm. Um, what's so awesome about that is. How many know that if had I went and broke the commandments out of God, got out of his will, got out of alignment with his word, that the enemy would illegally have a right to type me. I could have got unwanted pregnancy, HIV, a uh, husband shooting me, or anything, a host of things that the enemy could set you up for because I simply chose to step out of the will of God in alignment with his word. So it's so important for us to know who we are in the body of Christ. And I know that brother Dare is a natural teacher. He can get into places in the word that I have yet to get. I've studied the Bible and read it, but he brought that scripture to me that I've read many times, but at that moment in time, it brought life to me, and it gave me strength to not do Amen. what I was going to do. I look at Brother Joel. And, um, he is a place of his prayer life that I get yet to enter into. You know, um, I, I hope to one day be able to access prayer like he does. But it's, it, Satan's kingdom is like a battle. Like a, it's a war, and it's a battlefield. He has his general circumstances all over the planet. And they know who they are. We need to know who we are in God's kingdom. Um, if you're going into a fight and you need somebody that was a sniper and you see somebody that's hand to hand combat, it'll be a, a move for They're useless, you know. But a person like Brother Joel, who had a prayer ability, who can actually pray a situation that you can already go to and move some of the darkness out your way, and then you come up with getting word from Brother Jacob or the pastor, and then you have the strength to feed upon, then you give it somebody who's a spiritual warrior who can actually, I, like I don't deal with, um, I don't tolerate. Um, the, deception. I hate it. It bothers me in the core of my being. You know, anytime I see it, I, I, I have to initiate combat with that. So we all have our purposes in the body of Christ, but if we don't know who we are in the body of Christ, we're going out to war, we're liking... Almighty God has always there with us. He's always there with us, but he's given us this, that we should know what our gifts are, what our callings are, who's the prayer? for the apostles, the prophets, the minister, who has the miracles, helps, and what everybody is. So you know, when you go into a situation, let me get with this sister or this brother who can help me pray through this um, adversity. And once we get to pray through it, then let me find the word that's going to deal with my situation. Amen. Once we find the word, then let me get with the brothers and sisters who have the ability to say, No, in Jesus' name, you won't do this to us. We're going to press on and let him get this calling. Okay. But everybody has a particular place in the body of Christ Amen. until we figure out who we are. This enemy like, still beats us up on a yeah. daily basis. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you. And understand that um, Lord Jesus, he said that he took the keys of hell and death. Um, so, again, the enemy has no power, no authority really over us. We, again, we give it to him, so let's not give it to him. A um, um, couple more things I want to say, and then I'll be concluding with my message. Um, again, like I said, I like reading a lot of interesting stuff, and um, I have this one thing I'm studying right now that teaches you how to take your business from a biblical point of view um, to other places. But one of the things one of the teachers in that says is, um, he teaches you that, Everything starts with thought, okay? Um, you first think it. Then the thought transfers into emotion. The Emotions turns into feelings. Feelings prompt us to action. So if our initial thought is wrong, everything that comes from that is wrong, okay? Again, our Father in heaven given us this. In Philippians 4 verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, and if there be any virtue, be any praise, Think on these things. So he's already telling you, you start ain't to fall here,
2: it.
1: and you go forward. Mm-hmm. Everything you do from that point on yes. is going to manifest yes, right part of fruit. Yes. fruit. Um, um, and then I, a couple more things I want to say to you. Um, um, these are some of the legalities that I've learned um, in Ephesians 4, verse 26 through 7. It talks about being angry. All these things give place to the enemy. It gives them authority in our life. Um, it says, be not angry. There real quick. Anybody beat me there? The beat is poor. Want so, to read it out loud? Yeah. Because you're, angry, you're not, sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not the devil to you. So again, that's one of the legalities of the kingdom. He already told you, don't go to sleep angry. Whatever your issues, before you go to sleep, deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Because once you go to sleep, wake up with the wrong thought, leads to the wrong emotion, wrong feelings, wrong action. Everything is wrong. Um, Hosea 4, 6, we are discussing the lack of knowledge, Uh, people perish. We need to get into our word and know truly what God has called us to do. Um, And don't doubt when he's um, giving you an option to do something. Um, Matthew 16, verse 25.
0: But whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses
1: his life for me will find it. Amen. Amen. So we understand that our lives are full to be for the Lord Jesus and only about the Lord Jesus. That's another legality king, You know, A lot of things happen. Like I've been in some situations where I should not be here today. You know, um, mm-hmm. Most of those times were when I was operating out of the will of God. You know, The last time I was actually doing what he told me to do. But um, I didn't walk into it with any fear. And I'm still here before you. Amen. Um, so Amen. we have to do what he says. First um, Timothy six through nine.
0: Those who want to get rich fall into temptation, a trap, and are into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin
1: and destruction. Amen. I spend a good portion of my life trying to be. A millionaire, I'm working really hard to get money. I've had businesses, I've lost businesses, I've made money, I've lost money, but ultimately I'm here and I have done nothing for the kingdom because of that. So that's a, a place where the devil grabs you and pulls you aside and says, "Okay, our father had no problem with people making money and providing for themselves and their family and living a good life, but if your desire in your mind is to be rich, then the devil has you. He's already, yeah. he's already got you." Amen. Um, James three sixteen. Another one, legality of the kingdom. Well,
3: where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every evil
1: practice. Amen. Every evil practice. So when you have that strife in you, and that, that envy in, again, wrong thoughts will lead you to a whole host of um, bad things. So we have to govern our thoughts, constantly govern our thoughts. Because um, the enemy knows the laws of God. He was there. Um, so he already knows how to get us within the law. So once we step outside of that, he's going to attack every single time. Um, last one, Mark 4, 19. So the words of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it ungrouped. Amen? Amen. So, I mean, that that's just... Like I say we need to focus on God's word we need to focus on God's word amen.
3: amen
1: amen I got a couple of topics of conversation that I, I wrote down that um, these are what I'm still working on the study um the first one is I call it my 14 topics of conversation um, that might not be the best name for it but i um, the first one to believe God's word just believe it believe it it gives you power if you believe it um, give your life to God to the Lord amen. Um, number three which is extremely important love love is so powerful I was um, at a gas station the other day, and a guy walked up to me, and he, he was like, brother, come, can you give me a ride on the road? He said, I asked these little brothers over here, and they wouldn't help me, because they said they didn't know who I was. You know, That was fear, and they had no love for this man. He, like, he was tired and hungry, and I said, yeah, let's go. So I rode him down the road, and he asked me for some money, and I gave him some money. And a lot of people said say, man, it's crazy. He could snatch you wallet he could stab you, or whatever, but I trust God, and I, I love my fellow man, so I can do something to help, Amen. let's go. Love, never stop loving everybody. Um, Richard's life of sin. When I got convicted from the Holy Spirit, um, a lot of foolish foolishness I had in my house, um, I've thrown away. So I try to get all the sin out of my life. I still struggle day to day with issues. Um, but I, I fight that battle that day and try to make sure I keep the sin out of my life. Um, this is very important for all the parents. Train your children how to pray. So when <laughs> yes. you all are not there, they know how to access the powers of Almighty God and the enemy off of them. So I don't worry about our kids being kidnapped and taken away. They know how to pray they can withstand all the wickedness that comes your way. Um, and we already talked about this, but discover your place in the body of Christ. We need to know who we are, who has the gifts of healing, who has the miracles, who has the word of knowledge, who has this, who has this. We need to know what each other have in the body of Christ so that we know Amen. who we go to That's when we so have a situation.
3: Amen. Um,
1: supply what we're needed. Um, just this place needs our need help, you know. I will be here tomorrow night to help with to clean up. Um, I don't know why i did sign up, but I'll be here. Amen! Woo. Amen! We so have supply what we need it. You know, whether it's tithing, offering, volunteering, whatever, let's supply what we need it. Um, this one is one that I'm currently studying. Um, I call this Remember the Angels. Um, we know that one angel killed 185,000 in Serbian Warriors. The angels are always present with us. And I'm sitting in angelology, um, I think that's how you say that. But um, there's some angels' job that uh, to just follow everything we do. Other ones are here for our protection. Other ones minister only to Almighty God. Some that are controlling the movement of heavenly bodies through our space. They do a myriad of things for the King. Um, but one thing they all have in common, they respond only to the Word of God. So when God speaks, they move without fail quickly and they get it done because that's what they were created to do. So whether Almighty God is speaking it or we're speaking it by the power of the Holy Spirit, as he said it in the context when he said it to, as he minute to we have the same power with us. The word says this, and you said, Heavenly Father, you said this, and Lord Jesus' name is in your word, your word will return to your word. Angels are here saying that they have to get it done because it's God's word, it's not my word. So remember that angels, we have help with us at all times. Amen. Okay, we're never alone. Um, Be ready to move at any time. I already told the pastor, say, however God wants to use me, I want to be used. So if he gets something in the spirit and the Holy Spirit confirms with me, I'm, I'm, I'm there for his purposes. So be ready to move, no attachments to stuff. Um. And again, I'm not trying to be offensive, this is what I've been getting from the Holy Spirit. Um, Never be afraid. Fear gives power to the enemy. God already let us know that he's here with us. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. We have angels behind us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no reason to be afraid. The moment we start fearing situations, we give power to the enemy. And then he has legal reason to attack us but we're disobeying the word of God. But he already told us, don't fear. So when we fear, we're giving power to the enemy. Um, Overcome. Um, It says we will overcome by the word of our testimony. We get testimonies, we should tell it to one another so we can have strength that if it happened for this person, God loves me the same, it can happen for me. Amen. Um, so I'm hoping that this genetic disorder that I've had my entire life that there's no cure for, that I've never been back to the hospital once the Holy Spirit giving given me healing by Lord Jesus' power, um, that that can be a witness to you all who are going through whatever mental issues you might have, enter to that place with him where you are, Father, whatever it takes, if I a poor do people just touch to touch him on your skirt, about to scream your name across the world because i'm blind i need your help or whatever it is press through without doubt amen, amen. good word war in the spirit um, that's i love that that's, that's me i will um, i will be ready to do that with the enemy um, that's kind of how i'm built um, understand that we are new creatures we are not the same as the rest of the people on this planet we are born again in christ jesus we have power and authority by the holy spirit amen. that's built amen. us so we're free. We don't have that, mm-hmm. that 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 condemnation that's on the rest of the world. And then remember what God how God tells us we should think. Philippians 4 verse 8. Um, and then lastly, last but not least, is um Malachi 3 verse eleven says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine capture fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And then all the nations shall be call you blessed, for you shall be be a delightful land, and saith the Lord of hosts. That word hosts in the Hebrew word. It means it's pronounced Saba, and um, it means <laughs> it means either goes forth um, with an army, um, a warring organization of army or warring <coughs> angels. But he's saying very clearly here. He says, "Don't don't worry about your your, your when he said that word vine, That's talking about potential. Um, I may have had to wait 40 39 years to get this testimony. But it's uh, all of our. Potential is going to manifest in the time in which he has set a point to us. So we're we going to stop trusting him. And he's not going to let the enemy get to it. He's already said, i got my angels ready for war. So he can't do anything. i rebuke him. So we really have no cause to worry. We have no cause to be stressed. I mean, we're all humans. We have issues with spirit beings, with minds, we're living in these bodies that subject us to a bunch of a host of stuff. But we still need to understand that he left us with this and the Holy Spirit. So we have everything we need in that. And um, that's one thing I want to. This author, he's a Christian author. His name is F.C. Jennings. Um, F.C. Jennings, and um, he wrote something I found very interesting. I just want to share that with you. Um, it, it, he says, um, "The veil which Satan casts over the minds of men um, in the course of this age, its religious forms, its ceremonies, external decencies, respectabilities, conventionalities, as um, a form of thick veil, which completely hides the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ." Um, this deal that safety forms between man and Christ Jesus is not formed by you alone or depravity or any form of this evil amongst men, um, but by a cold formality, you know, like the other brothers that grew up in the store won't get a brother a ride because they are fearful and like you no know, no stay away. Right. Um, heartless decency, you know. People need help and you're like, I don't have it, I can't do anything, and you have something, you can do something. Um, proud self complacency. Um, and some of the places that I've went to, I'm the first lady, I'm married to the pastor, or I'm this person, you mm. know, um, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying, um, you should throw <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just got to call it out, man, um, this is the other church, is not in this church, um, highly um, esteemed external respectability, you know, this is what I do for the church, um, and we must all have church membership, and all of this people have without Christ Jesus, without no, um, no forgiveness in their heart without none of that stuff. And Satan uses this on the multitude of our brothers and sisters across the world that they, they think they're doing Christ, but they've really got a veil around the Satan's place there. So when I read that, I was like, you know, this, this is pretty awesome because I've been in quite a few churches that had that. You know, you know, all yeah. brothers and sisters are all over the place, and if you needed something, but um, we'll talk to the pastor, we'll talk to this person. Nobody could come up and do what the Bible has told us clearly to that we need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much
0: that's, that's what I have. Yeah. Hey, don't you know, like get Curtis Priest tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see why we want the Word to come forth from the body? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's 39 years for his healing. John 5, 5 had a man for 38 years. And after 38 years... He pretty well decided that he needed somebody else's help, right? Mm-hmm. That testimony sometimes comes at your weakest moment when all hope is lost. There's a, there's a message in that. The message in that is that it's never too late. You might be hanging on by a string, but praise God, you're still here. Come on, Brandy. You're still here. Has the devil tried to kill you? You tried to stomp out your hope? Brother Curtis said we're a new species. You've got no authority over us. Some of us have been drug out and left for dead. But it's too late for the enemy. Now we know who we are. Now we know. We know he doesn't have any authority over us that we don't give him. You know, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. (laughs) I was one of those little guys. I was born premature, right? I know that's hard to believe now, Spence. But I was a little pity man. I was the one right in the class. And I left for the fifth grade summer, and something happened. When I came back in sixth grade, I was a few inches taller than everybody else. And I let them know it, Zeke. I mean, I let them know it, right? It was like I figured out I didn't have to be bullied anymore. Come on, church. Sometimes we got to know we don't need to be bullied anymore. Let's just pull that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego scripture out there for a moment. Devil, I may not win this fight, but even if I don't, I'm still not going to serve you. Come on now. Do you remember R.V. Brown, Matthew? R.V. Brown was taller than us, bigger than us, and boy, he filled the door frame. He's an African-American preacher, came to a cracker white school, man. And he looked at me and he read this and he said, I'm going to tell you a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and one bad Negro. (laughs) I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) When R.V. Brown spoke, we listened. (sighs) Tonight we heard a good message. Heard something to chew on. I think the icing on the cake would be if we could worship a little bit. If you could leave not only with some head knowledge because my goodness practice is practice where it's at, when your belief begins to get demonstrated in your deed, but you could also leave with a commitment that when your feet hit that pavement out there, you're not just going to have been entertained by a word, you're going to actually put it into practice. Amen. Some are you going to eat somewhere? Don't tell me where. Are you going to eat somewhere? Don't lie where you at? I know you Chili's crowd. <laughs> don't leave that place don't leave that place without letting your faith demonstrate itself Amen. we only have so many days and we don't know how many they are going to be let's make them count come on let's make them count y'all want to worship a yes. bit yeah, yeah. Yeah. come on let's go up to the high places let's give the Amen. devil a tug out of our life let's throw him down come on real quick can we give a hand clap to Jesus for the word he made us?
3: Gracias.